Welcome back to Canucks Hour here on Sportsnet 650, your home of the Canucks. It is Canucks Hour with myself, Jamie Dodd, and my co-host, Canucks insider Thomas Durant, who also covers the team at The Athletic. Canucks Hour brought to you by Avenue Machinery and Douglas Lake Equipment, your Kubota all-star team, avenuemachinery.ca, douglaslakeequipment.com. 650-650 is the Dunbar Lumber text line, the smart alternative Visit Dunbar Lumber on Bridge Street in Ladner or Arbutus in Vancouver online at DunbarLumber.com. Lots of great texts come in. If you have any uh, questions about what we've seen here through two and a half days now at training camp in Whistler, what you're excited to see, what you're keeping an eye on or want us to keep an eye on for you uh, when the scrimmage happens. And by the way, there will be a scrimmage getting going uh, in about half an hour's time. And Brendan Batchelor will be on the air calling play-by-play of that scrimmage, the final scrimmage here of training camp in Whistler. You might hear some PA announcements happening in the background as well as they welcome the crowd to uh, as they welcome the crowd to Meadow Park Sports Center here in Whistler. It is a packed, packed crowd uh, in attendance here to take in the final day of Canucks training camp. We'll get back to your questions, continue to tee up the scrimmage and talk about everything that's happening here in Whistler, but before we do all that, Bo Horvat, he was in Group C, so his day is done. He won't be part of this scrimmage. The Canucks captain, though, did speak to the media after his training camp wrapped up. Here's Bo Horvat from earlier today. Yeah, I mean, another one in the books, right? I mean, it was uh, it was good. I thought the, the the pace was super high, especially in the scrimmages, even practice. I thought everybody worked really hard, and uh, you know, there was a lot of guys that looked really good. Um, you know, it was, it's been a competitive camp so far, and that's what we want. How much excitement is there now that you've got games starting tomorrow? Yeah, it's, I'm really excited. Hopefully I get to play. Um, I'm eager to get back on the ice. And obviously uh, having the injury there at the, at the end kind of stung. So to get back out there and play a game again, it's going to be a lot of fun. On the line with Garland and Pug Colson, if that line sticks going into the preseason and into the year, what do you think your strengths are? I love it. Yeah, I love it. I mean, obviously Garland's a great playmaker and, and uh, you know, he plays with a chip on his shoulder and I'm sure you guys saw that in the in the scrimmages. So I mean, uh, I love playing on his line. Obviously, Pods. I can't say enough good things about Pods. The way he plays, um, you know, his strength for such a young kid, his ability to get on the forecheck and strip pucks, and um, yeah, he's uh, those are two great players to play with, and I'm excited about it. What was it take you to find sort of your rhythm to get back into with the, the daily routine? Yeah, I mean, like, I, I felt better and better as, as the camp went on. Obviously, I could I think I can speak for a lot of guys, but. Uh, it's going to take a little bit of time, but I mean, you know, you, you find it pretty quick, uh, especially when you start playing games and, um, you know, the ice starts to open up a little bit more and you start to get more chances. Your leg felt good? Yeah, everything feels great. Um, yeah, no complaints. It's, uh, again, I'm just ready to get back playing games again. One of the themes of this offseason was increased depth up front. As you assemble here through three days, like, is that apparent to you that uh, yeah. you have as much depth as you've seen? Oh, I mean, just even watching the scrimmages and. You know, they kind of separated, you know, my line, Mills' line, and uh, uh, and Petey's line. And, you know, they're, they're pretty pretty good scrimmages, pretty evenly matched. And it speaks to all the guys, you know, all the depth guys, too, that, that have come and, and performed well here at camp. I mean, there's three solid, not, not too many teams can have three solid, um, uh, you know, groups to, to compete against each other. So um, it's been fun to watch out there. How did the Bruce Brudeau camp compared to a Travis Green camp? Yeah, I mean, it, I thought it was just as intense, just as uh, just as hard. The practices were high tempo, high pace. Um, obviously, we didn't get to see anybody do the 40s this year yet, but um, uh, I'm not sure if that'll be in store for us when we get back. But 
um, no, again, it was it was a tough camp, and, but it was good for us. How much uh, X's and O's you guys have gotten into? I'm sure they've gone over some basics, but w- what do you see? Do you see any difference in structure the way they want the team to play this year? Um, I think we just got to be. I think we're we're a little bit more aggressive. Um, you know, I think uh, closing on teams quicker in the defensive zone, I think, is going to be big for us. Not just kind of standing back and and letting them take it to us. I think closing quick and and playing quick, I think, is is going to be our um, our biggest threat. And even in the neutral zone, instead of you know D to D and back to D, it's 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 right up and and get on the forecheck again. So I think that's going to be our main strength as a team is our our forecheck, our compete, and our willingness to win. And um, we got to show that on a consistent basis this year. A lot of drills you were going up against uh, the Dickinson, Lazar, Joshua line. What do you think the identity of that line could be if they end up sticking together? I love that line. Uh, I think they they bring so so much jam, so much um, reliability. I think is is the right word. You know, all all three guys are big and strong and and play well defensively and take care of their own end. Um, they were tough to play against, even in practice. I mean. Thankfully, they're on my line in the scrimmage, or on my team in the scrimmage, so I didn't get to go against them then. But even in practice, they're a tough line to play against. What can that do? I mean, for a line that you know, if they're in like fourth line role, even at practices, like you said, like that kind of just energized the group a little. Oh bit. yeah, what I mean, doing a game. I just think it, it brings the best out in everybody. You know, if you see those guys doing it, competing hard and winning their battles and, and playing well defensively, it just it brings out the best in myself. I'm sure Mosey and Petey and stuff. So um, no, it does. It does. It gives us energy. It gives us. Um, you know, more compete in practice, and that's just going to transition into the games. Well, it seems like a small thing, but what about having Lazar here as a right shot center? It's something you guys didn't have last year, just in terms of having a guy that can win draws on his strong side. Yeah, and he's he's a strong kid, and you know, I've obviously played against him for a long time, and uh, he's he's tenacious in the dot, and and obviously learning from one of the best in Bergeron last year. I think he just gotten better and better. So to have a right shot for sure. You know, Millsy took a lot of draws on his forehand last year, especially in, on the penalty kill, so I think that's going to help us this year, having that right-handed shot. One of the things that didn't get talked a lot about, when you guys have new off-ice personnel, new strengths to coach, new medical team, and what, what have you noticed in terms of differences in terms of how they're prepared? That's how they're talking yeah, I mean, everything's kind of tailored to every, like you specifically. So if, you know, if you're used to doing one thing and, and, and you need to work on certain things, then they kind of tailor it to you. And they kind of, you know, I think they're very detailed in how they... Uh, approach everybody and how they prepare everybody for skates and games and stuff like that. So um, they've been great so far, and we're, we're lucky to have them. That is Canucks captain Bo Horvat speaking to the media earlier today, the first time we've heard uh, from Bo Horvat during the course of training camp. Again, his on-ice activity is done for camp here in Whistler because he will not be a part of the scrimmage that's going to get going in about 20 minutes' time here, uh, which you'll be able to hear live on Sportsnet 650. Uh some interesting thoughts there from Bo Horvat about how his camp has gone, what he's seen, what he's seen from the team generally, uh, and also specifically about uh, his trio with Connor Garland and Vasily Podkolzin on his wing dancer. And you know that's a really interesting line because it doesn't profile to be the, your kind of prototypical hard matchup line. Even though we know uh, Bo Horvat will get his share of tough minutes, but to hear. Bo Horvat, describe it, right? You've got a guy who's a really good playmaker playing on his off wing in Connor Garland. And then you've got Vasily Podkolzin, who, as Bo Horvat said, you know, literally said, I can't say enough good things about Podkolzin, and then specifically referenced you know, his ability to get in on the forecheck, his ability to strip pucks, make plays down low. You add all those things up, and then you have a really strong finisher like Bo Horvat, and you start to see, okay, well, maybe that's not your classic Bo Horvat shutdown line. 
But it does start to seem like a line that can do a lot of damage offensively, potentially, if they click. If they click, right? And we'll see. Uh, you know, I think that line is a classic example where there's just not a lot to prove in this environment. Yeah. So we're going to learn an awful lot more from them. and I mean, we're going to learn an awful lot more about everybody. But them in particular, we're going to see and know a lot more about the calibration of that line and their potential once we get into preseason games and into that environment. But, you know, one thing I really like about how it profiles is you put the best playmaker at 5-on-5 five five on the team, with who's Connor Garland, yeah. with two left-handed shooters. Now... People, I'm sure, are hearing me say that and say, what about JT Miller? What are you talking about, Drance? Primary assists, 5-on-5 five five last season. Connor Garland, 20. JT Miller, 13. Right? Like, not close. And JT Miller was obviously the leading point getter on the team. But there's something about Garland, the way he plays, the way he dominates the puck, where he really does create uniquely high-quality scoring chances for his linemates. And, and with two lefties, right, and him playing on his offside, the potential for one-timers on in-zone play through the roof. And I think that really fits well, particularly with a player like Horvat, who is exceptional at finding soft areas yeah. of coverage in-zone. It's why he's so good in the bumper. And with Pod Colson, what you're really hoping for, I think, in terms of his presence on that line is just to play that type of heavy game that he got so much more comfortable uh, sort of deploying in the last 10 games of, of the season last year. If he can build off that, I mean, that kid is a monster truck, right? Like He's a monster <laughs> truck of, of a hockey player. If he can build off of some of those games, like I think about that Sens game that they ultimately lost in the shootout, but the way that he was sort of a take-no-prisoners physical presence in that game if he looks like that on any with any consistency this season i mean you can certainly understand what boudreaux's mental picture is when he draws those three names up together well, on the whiteboard you just kind of think of like a, an archetypal hockey line right and you've got a playmaker a finisher and a, a, a four checker physical who also has the skill to mm. keep up with the with the other guys right and you know sometimes you put those three archetypes together and it doesn't work out but there's a reason that as you said bruce boudreaux is going to pull those names out of the hat and put them together because you can see how it'll fit. I also think it's a smart move because what's one of the criticisms we hear from time to time about Bo Horvat's game? It's that he doesn't have the traditional playmaking element of a center necessarily, right? Where he's constantly setting up his teammates. That That's not his game. So you put him with a winger who does do that, right? Because guess what? Bo Horvat's a really good scorer. He's a good shooter. Okay, maybe he's not the best playmaker as a center, but you have a winger who can fill that role. You, you switch it around a little bit. You know, typically you'd have your playmaker at center, but whatever. Work with what you've got, and you found something that maybe uh, could potentially give you some offensive punch there in your middle six. The other thing that uh, Bo Horvat said, which stood out, well, one thing is I, I'm really enjoying the habit of the Canucks core players referring to all of the new additions as kids, even if they're the same age or older. <laughs> Quinn, Quinn Hughes at the Milford, I believe, called both Ilya Mikheyev and Andre Kuzmenko kids. And they're, they're several years older than Quinn Hughes, and today it was Bo Horvat. They're, they're, they're kids like John C. Riley and Will Ferrell and stepbrothers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and today it was Bo Horvat uh, saying, uh, calling Curtis Lazar uh, a really strong kid. Like you guys were in the same draft. <laughs> you are in fact the same age. Played in the World Juniors yeah, together. Yeah, yeah, exactly, so good. Yeah. And Bo Horvath even said, "Oh yeah, we played together all growing up. Played against each other all growing <laughs> up." But anyways, that was a little digression, but something that I've been enjoying. Uh, the other thing that, that that stood out to me from Bo Horvath there was, you know, not speaking about his line or his game in general, 
but I believe it was Ian McIntyre who kind of asked, you know, we heard at the end of last season that management would like to play with maybe a little bit of different structure. What have you seen in that regard? And the answer from Bo Horvat, not surprising, which basically said more focus on aggression, more focus on closing quickly on the other team, the forecheck, and he said the forecheck is going to be the main strength of this team. And the, the example he gave is when you have the puck in the neutral zone, it's not going to be D to D and then back D to D again. It's going to be get the puck, get it up ice, get your speedy forwards in on the forecheck uh, and start pressing. And that was that was probably the most notable stylistic change, at least at five on five, that we saw under Bruce Boudreaux, that more aggressive forecheck that helped key, gave them a sense of identity. And it sounds very much for understandable reasons. Uh, that's like that's what we're going to see from this team again come regular season, Drancer. Well, it's going to be, I mean, the... The full send forecheck that the Canucks were able to deploy toward the end of the last season was exceptionally effective, particularly when it came to overwhelming some of the teams that can't move the puck very well. Now, there's a lot of those teams in the league, right? This will work. <laughs> no, moving the puck is yep. one of the hardest things to do. You want to look at you want to look at what really separates the top tier teams from everybody else. It's the ability to break out cleanly. It's the ability to connect play and do it consistently under pressure. Break the forecheck. And overall, the Canucks is there's about to be a ceremony here. Yeah, so I we're, suppose we're we should to be quietly respect, <laughs> respectfully <laughs> quiet in the uh, in the background here. Is yeah. There's a land acknowledgement uh, ceremony taking place here at the Meadow Park Sports Center ahead of the uh, of the scrimmage that's going to get I, underway shortly. I'll, I'll finish my point just yeah. in a, in a Professor Snape whisper here. The thing that I'm sort of curious to see, right, is the Pacific Division in particular profiles as one where there's a lot of teams that actually are really going to be good at moving the puck north-south. You think about the LA Kings. We know that that's sort of their bread and butter. The amount of speed that they have on the back end, the amount of, you know, even lesser heralded players like a Mikey Anderson who excel at that particular area of the game. You also have, you know, the Edmonton Oilers, right? <laughs> they have forwards that can help a lot, but yep. they also have a defense core that's pretty reliable at, at getting the puck north-south. The Calgary Flames are going to be exceptional at it. They were great at it last year, and now they've added Mackenzie Weger, who might be one of the best at it in the entire NHL. Even the Anaheim Ducks. Like, look at the right side of that defense core, and you've got Drysdale, Shattenkirk, and Klingberg. I mean, that's going to be a team that can move the puck. So the Canucks are going to have a lot of opponents in the Pacific in particular that sort of profile as teams that are designed to break a forecheck. Like, that's sort of what they do best. With regards to Vancouver's forecheck, then, I think it's going to help them a lot. I think it's going to be the identity of their team, and I do think it's going to work. My question is, when you face those teams that can beat it and can beat it consistently, do your defenders transition the puck well enough? Do they transition the puck well enough that you can find a plan B? Yeah. Because at the end of the day, you know, you might be able to win 40. You might be able to win 35 games with your four check. But can you win the 10 extra that are going to make the difference between you making the playoffs and not uh, when you're facing those really quality, high-quality teams or a team like the Ducks who maybe aren't as high-quality but do this one thing really well? Uh, can you find a plan B in those games against those mobile defense course? That's one of the big questions 
that I have about this team entering this and, season. And that's why I think it's so important for them to find a way to get the most out of Jack Rathbone <laughs> and Travis Dermott because they connects our ASMR t- yes. text in Gary. I love it. <laughs> we're, we're debuting a, a new a new format for the show here. Uh, we're going to take a quick break as the ceremonies are ongoing here at Meadow Park Sports Center ahead of the scrimmage here uh, from two of the uh, Canucks training camp groups. Brendan Batchelor will hop on in about 15 minutes' time to call, call some play-by-play. It is Canucks Hour special presentation live from the final day of Canucks training camp on your home of the Canucks, Sportsnet 650. Welcome back to Canucks Hour again, live from Canucks training camp. In Whistler, Jamie Dodd, Thomas Drance here. Canucks Hour brought to you by Avenue Machinery and Douglas Lake Equipment. Your Kubota all-star team, avenuemachinery.ca, douglaslakeequipment.com. The players are on the ice, Group A and Group B here. They're taking warm-up. They're getting ready to scrimmage here in Whistler. It's a packed house. Music playing on the PA. It feels great. Our guy, Brendan Batchelor, is standing by in position, ready to call some play-by-play for you all. Before we get to that, he will not be participating in the scrimmage. We heard from Bo Horvat earlier. Let's hear from one of his line mates uh, who's wrapped his on-ice activities up in training camp in Whistler. Connor Garland spoke to the media as well. Here's Garland from earlier today. Uh, yeah, good so far. I mean, just uh, trying to get out there and, you know, skate with the guys again. It's nice. We've been skating for a little bit back home, but obviously camp's a little different. Excited for uh, games tomorrow. How about your line with Bow and Pods, if you guys stick together, what sort of an identity do you want to develop? I mean, we played together a lot last year, so it's not much of a surprise. Both good players, both left shots that uh, can put the puck in the back of that. So just, uh, you always know, just pride yourself in being uh, hard lines to play against, and I'm sure we'll be one. What was your summer like? How are you feeling about your game right now? Yeah, it was great. Nice to spend time in Boston. I love that city. Um, you know, it's nice to be around family for the year and, um, you know, just enjoy my house. We got a new house last summer, so we got to move into it there and just spend a lot of time, uh, you know, with uh, my family and my dog. So, good time. Right into preseason games already tomorrow. How exciting is that to drop the puck and play guys wearing a different colored jersey? Yeah, it's nice. Scrimmages are, you know, kind of hard, um, but it's nice to uh, obviously play a different team. And, um, you know, it's easier time to just talk on the bench about stuff that you want to work on with your line mates and uh, scrimmage. you got two lines, so you really can't really have much time to talk. You're jumping right back out there. So it's nice tomorrow. Work on some stuff. we got a lot of games to, to get uh, into top shape. A lot of lines have been mixed up here uh, that we saw last year. What does it do for you and, and Horvath and Pod Colson to be uh, playing together and getting some consistency? Well, yeah, it's just, it's just all about reps. Um, just simple concepts you can work on and... Just a lot of dialogue, but when I are two guys that like to talk on the bench, Pods obviously uh, does too, but the language barrier is not as bad this year. He's, he's really he's really done a great job with English. It's, a, it's awesome to see, and um, he's easy to talk to this year, so it'll be a nice just playing with those two guys for preseason see where it takes us. How do you compare a Travis Green camp to a Bruce Boudreaux camp? I don't do comparisons. <laughs> it's not my job. Pretty good little chippy stuff at times. you got some challenges from a couple of the younger guys. Is it nice to have that little taste? So yeah, it's good for them. I mean, I was in that position once. You got to play hard. You want to earn a job. Somebody's job you got to take. And uh, I've been in that position. You come in and take a guy's job. And, you know, I'm sure everybody you know, everybody wants to play in the NHL. That's their goal. So uh, everybody's got the same mindset coming in here. What about you and Pods being able to play both wings? Like, is that something you guys might be able to, like, shift throughout games? Like, the kind of flip-flop? Or, like, what are some of the strengths of being able to play both wings? It seems like both of you guys can do it. Well, the game moves so fast, so you come back to the D zone, whatever side you're on, you just go to. So if you're comfortable on both walls, 
um, then it's easy it makes you a more versatile player and then in the ozone you're, you're really moving around quite a bit um, you know me and Bo have spots we like to be in and same with pods so you know you just gotta you know we can also be down low too so it's not it's not really a concern you really whatever side we start off on a face off is where we are but you'll move around a lot during the game I guess kind of looking at your offseason and like evaluating kind of how your year went do you evaluate it differently coming to like a big hockey market like Vancouver than you would in Arizona like did you look at your season a little different after kind of just dealing with a new hockey market no no I just uh worry about myself my goal has always been the same get in the playoffs and try to win the Stanley Cup doesn't matter where it is you know here it's here so I want to win Stanley Cup in Vancouver but I mean um no just because the you know the zip codes are different doesn't mean anything to me in terms of your own sort of where you are in your career has your preparation changed in how you approach training camp the fact you're more of a veteran player you've been around the block a few times is that affected how you come into camp what your mentality is what you're trying to achieve right off the bat um I don't know I just I you know everybody comes into shape so it's not like you know I think it's kind of a cliche now everybody says it's not like the old days it becomes shape you just you come in and you know there you can't really replace game shape though that's really hard and that's that's my main focus is you know, you can do a lot of stuff in the summer, you know, on bikes or, you know, bag skating yourself, but can you win a battle in the corner and then go to the front of that and then battle and then back check, you know, 100 feet? That's that stuff you can't replace in the summer. So that's that's really what my focus is, getting in that shape. So when game one comes around, I'm ready to go. What's your thoughts about country and the uh, country music in the dressing room a lot? We've heard a lot of it. I don't, listen to, I don't listen to country music. It's not my music. I listen to uh, Rolling Stones and Elton. So Elton's actually here soon, so hopefully I can go see him. That is Canucks forward Connor Garland speaking to the media after he wrapped up uh, his on-ice activity at Canucks training camp in Whistler, giving some of his thoughts about moving to his off wing, playing alongside Bo Horvat and Vasily Podkolzin, going in to year two with the Vancouver Canucks. And, you know, he was a major player of interest last season, obviously coming in as a fresh acquisition. This year, I don't think as much attention on Connor Garland, but... As I talked about with Drance a little bit earlier, a pretty interesting spot for him uh, to get a chance to potentially start the season playing with Bo Horvat and Vasily Bahad-Kolzin. It's a, a special Saturday training camp edition of Canucks Hour here on Sportsnet 650. Jamie Dodd here, 650-650 is the Dunbar Lumber text line, and we are mere minutes away from the scrimmage getting going. The teams are on the ice, uh, one side in white, one side in blue. They're warming up, just a final few minutes of warm-up before we drop the puck uh, and standing by to call call some play-by-play of this scrimmage our very own voice of the Canucks you heard him a little earlier in the show as well Brendan Batchelor Batch how excited are you man this feels good huh it's good yeah it's just a good uh you know it's training camp for the players it's training camp for that's me right. as well that's so, right uh, so you're lowering expectations right yes off the bat. I, I'm trying to very much lower <laughs> I, expectations I, I do not expect that. my uh peak mid-season form here for this one today but no it's always fine and and you know what's great too is as the week has progressed here at training camp we've seen more and more fans in the building yep. to the point now where it is absolutely jammed like standing room only most of the way around the glass yep. here in Whistler which is great to see you love to see the support for the Canucks and, and we really see it when they take training camp on the road at the start of the year which now that we're coming out of the pandemic they're able to do again which is a great part of being out here in Whistler we were up here in 2018 a few years ago and you know it, it really shows how much this is not just Vancouver's team yeah. but British Columbia's team and, and you get a much better sense of that when you see the Canucks go to Penticton for the Young Stars come to Whistler for training camp or, or elsewhere Victoria Abbotsford 
you know, Prince George in years past they've had training camp. So uh, it's great. It's a, a jam-packed barn and, and hopefully a good scrimmage. Yeah, and it's a, it's a pretty incredible venue and opportunity to be able to see, you know, the Young Stars is one thing. That's exciting. But, look, Elias Pedersen is on the ice right now. JT Miller is on the ice right now. Quinn Hughes is on the ice right now. These are bona fide top of the lineup NHL star players that you get to see in a really cool environment. There's tons of kids here, tons of family. I mean, Matt, you and I pulled up to the parking lot, what, 9.30, three hours before the scrimmage is going to go. And there it was already full. Yeah. <laughs> we had to go to the overflow lot. That's how excited people are uh, to be here to watch this one. It's great to see. I think there's going to be a, a player meet and greet for some of the fans as well uh, after the uh, end of on ice activities today. So, yeah, it's been a fantastic three days here in Whistler. A big part of that. Uh, is the attendance that we've seen. We talked a little bit about it earlier uh, with you, Batch, but just really zeroing in on this scrimmage, w what are you keeping an eye on? What are you most curious to see? Well, we're going to talk a lot about Hughes on the right side and how he's looking on a pair with OEL in Group A. Uh, of course, Miller, Pearson, and Besser are also a part of Group A, uh, Group A wearing the blue uniforms. Uh, if you want to see... The lineups for both of these teams, you can go to my Twitter, at Badge Hockey. Yep. It's going to be hard for me to read out the full lineups here, so I'll do my best to try and indicate what players on what team. But if you're listening along, you can check out the rosters on Twitter. Um, you know, Kuzmenko, Pedersen, Mikheyev on Group B, the white team. Uh, DeKaiser and Myers are the top pairing there, so it's another great opportunity for Danny DeKaiser in on a PTO to try and show well and potentially earn a contract for himself, whether it's with the Canucks whether it's elsewhere. So, you know, those are kind of the things that, that I think uh, are, are the most interesting. But that's the great thing about training camp is there's so many different storylines uh, that we can follow throughout camp as the players are lining up at center ice. So we're just about ready to get going here in the scrimmage. 30 minutes on the clock, so it'll be about a, a half-hour-long scrimmage, which should be good. And we've seen some good pace in the scrimmages here throughout the week. So... You know, that, that's been one of the key things here at camp. There's been good pace, and I imagine we'll see it here again in the scrimmage. It's JT Miller against Elias Pedersen at center ice, and we're underway. Again, Group B wearing white, skating from left to right. Group A wearing blue, skating from right to left. As the puck is played deep into the team white zone, that's an early icing call here in the scrimmage at the... Canuck training camp here in beautiful Whistler. Again, a great number of fans here in attendance. It's absolutely packed. And a matchup of the Pedersen line against the Miller line to start out as the faceoff will come in the Group A Team Blue, we'll call them, zone to our right in the far circle. One by JT Miller behind the net. Oliver ekman Larson passes up the near side to Tanner Pearson. He'll play it middle of the ice. Hughes quickly onto it. Rips it up the right wing for Miller. Now again for Hughes. Skating downhill down the right wing. Going to the front of the goal. Was tied up by Myers as he tried to drive to the front of the net. And Archer Seelovs made a good save. Seelovs is in between the pipes for Team White to my broadcast left. And it's Thatcher Demko for Team Blue to my right. Puck is dumped in behind the Team White goal by Michael Regish. Noah Juleson back to it. Quickly ahead for Niels Hoaglander, who lost the handle on the pocket center. And Christian Wallanen plays it to his own line for Kyle Burrows. Now Wallanen on the near side. Back again for Burrows. Once again to Wallanen. Rink wide right wing for Phil DiGiuseppe into the attacking zone for Team Blue. Lost a battle to Guillaume Brisebois on the boards. Niels Hoaglander back to help out far corner for the White team. Tied up by Will Lockwood on the end boards. Hoaglander lifts it 
Right wing to center, bounced off the skate of Linus Carlson and comes quickly to Sheldon Dries. Left wing for DiGiuseppe, threw it to the goal. Lockwood was going to the net but couldn't get his stick on it. As Burroughs has it right point. Kyle Burroughs dumped it into the far corner. Niels Oman for the white team up the near side for Noah Juleson, then for Linus Carlson, who couldn't clear the zone under pressure from Christian Wolanin, and Guillaume Brisebois has it behind his own net. Team White on the breakout. Wyatt Kalanuck with the puck behind his own goal, chased out by Chase Waters far side. Kalanuck for the white team, right wing to center for Mark Gatcomb, and he'll dump it into the team blue zone to our broadcast right. Demko out of the goal, left the puck behind the net. And it was played out by Matt Anderson as Team White keeps the pressure on in the Team Blue zone to our right. Jet Wu behind the net, digs it free to the far corner. Danila Klimovich after it, pokes it up the boards, but Gatcomb holds in for the white team on the left wing. Waters again, far corner, then to Jet Wu. Wu for the blue team, to the point. Carlson held in, but now following up is Waters for the blue team. He'll pass left wing for Tristan Nielsen. Driving wide to the net around Brady Keeper with a quick shot right on. And Arthur Silovs had to make another confidence stop. He's been tested more than Demko through the first couple of minutes of this training camp scrimmage. Canucks training camp live from Whistler, British Columbia. Team White on the breakout now. As the puck is dumped into the Team Blue zone, Hughes back to it, far boards on the right side, winds to the middle of the ice. Makes a nice outlet pass right wing for JT Miller into the attacking zone. Miller to the left point. Ekman Larson trailing the play with a shot went wide of the net. Karam back to the side of the goal. And it's gathered on the near boards by Michael Regish. Back to the right point for Hughes. Cutting into the middle of the ice. Now left circle side of the goal for Ekman Larson. Tipped it through the crease and out the far side. Azelia Mikheyev gathers for the white team on the far boards and passes to center for Elias Pedersen. Pedersen lost it at the attacking blue line. Tanner Pearson back to it for Quinn Hughes who will skate slowly to center through the middle. Right wing. For Rigish into the team white zone. Rigish floats it to the net, and Arthur Silovs covers up. Nearly four minutes elapsed in this scrimmage from Canucks training camp in Whistler. No score between Team White and Team Blue. As we'll see a face-off in the team white zone to our left. Far circle. Niels Oman will take it. Opposite Sheldon drives for Team Blue. And Dries wins it. Far boards for DiGiuseppe. Back to the line for Burroughs. Now for Christian Willan in left point. Center for Will Lockwood. Turn the puck over. And Linus Carlson says Niels Hoaglander up the right wing. Hoaglander with speed into the Team Blue zone. Fanned on his shot. Couldn't get it to the net. Lockwood tries to clear it from the goal mouth. But Linus Carlson gets it back. For Hoaglander. Left wing. Ripped a high shot. It was blocked in front. Hoaglander's got it back in the corner. All over the puck in the attacking zone. Hoaglander doing well to protect it from Willan on the boards. Cycles it behind the net. Linus Carlson upended in a battle down low. Lost the puck. Niels Oman in to help out. Again for Hoaglander, right wing. Back to the left point for Guillaume Brisebois. Long shot was blocked by Will Lockwood and deflects over the glass and out of play. And that's what you want to see if you're a Niels Hoaglander fan on that shift after Bruce Boudreaux called him the best player on the ice at training camp yesterday. He was engaged on the forecheck, protecting the puck well on the half wall. Got a couple of looks to get the puck to the net. There was a lot of traffic in front, so... He didn't really test Thatcher Demko, but Niels Hoaglander continues to be a standout here at Canucks training camp. Faceoff win for Team Blue in the defensive zone. Chase Waters tips the puck to center, and Wyatt Kalanick goes back to it at his own line for the white team. Another puck deflected out of play on the far side as we see the line here of Chase Waters, Danila Klimovich, and Tristan Nielsen staying together for Team Blue. They had a lot of success at the Young Stars Classic in Penticton last weekend and could be one of the top two lines to start the year in Abbotsford with the Canucks after the way that they played 
through Penticton, and they've been together through NHL training camp here over the past couple of days in Whistler. Brady Keeper back to a pocket center, protecting it from Tristan Nielsen on the forecheck. Keeper from the white team goes D to D in his own zone to Kalanuk Farboards. Try to go back to Keeper, who missed the pass, and Klimovich has it left wing. Drops to JT Miller, skating downhill with a hard shot from wide on the boards. Stopped by Silovs. The rebound came to Keeper in the slide, and he shovels it back in so Silovs can cover it up and get the whistle. Another player that showed well at the Young Stars Classic last weekend, Archer Silovs, had a shutout in the 3-0 win over the Calgary Flames in the first game of the Young Stars. Was also in between the pipes for the 5-2 loss to the Edmonton Oilers in the finale on Monday in Penticton, but showed well. And big things expected of him in Abbotsford this season, too. Hughes to center, floats a puck high and deep into the right corner of the team-wide zone. JT Miller after it behind the net to my broadcast left. Got it to Hughes near point. As he and Ekman Larson have switched sides here. Hughes on the left wing. Skates across to the top of the right circle. Protecting the puck under pressure from two forwards. Kuzmenko and Mikheyev were both right on him. But he kept the puck in the zone. Played it down the far side for Pearson. Pearson dumps to the right corner for JT Miller. Protecting the puck behind the net for the blue team. Near point for Ekman Larson. Left wing side. Goes back down low. Puck comes to Pearson behind the goal as this Miller-Pearson line that normally includes Besser. Michael Regish is caught out there on a change with them now. Does a great job of working the cycle down low, and that's what they had a lot of success doing last season for this Canucks hockey club when they played together, and a big part of the reason why Bruce Boudreaux has them back together to start training camp. Team White back to center. The hoaglander Olman carlson line back on the ice for the White team. But it's Christian Wallanen passing up the right wing to center for Will Lockwood on the blue team, and he tips it in behind the Team White net to my left. Niels Oman below the goal line. Far side for Niels Hoaglander. Fires at the length of the ice. Linus Carlson will win the, win the race, rather, so there's no icing. Carlson into the slot. One-time chance for Niels Oman. Trailing the play. Ripped a snapshot high and wide past the glove side of Thatcher Demko. Hoaglander again onto the puck right corner. Passes to the point. Noah Juleson wasn't ready for the feed, and it deflects off his stick and back to center. Team White in possession, trying to attack the Team Blue zone again. Puck is dumped in on the far boards. As Linus Carlson sends it in, and Team White gets a complete change. Here's Klimovich back to center for the blue team. It's speed into the attacking zone. Lost the puck to John Stevens, and he'll turn up ice on the right wing. Stevens for Team White. Right side for Arshdeep Baines. Baines drops to keeper. Heavy drive from the line. There was traffic in front. Both Waters and Gatcombe were battling at the front of the net, and it hit one of them. Never tested Demko. Keeper skating downhill on the left wing for the white team. Behind Demko's net comes out the far corner. Back to the point for John Stevens. Right side Wyatt Kalanuk. On to the left side for Brady Keeper. Again for Kalanuk. Top of the right circle. Hard shot. High and wide past the glove side of Demko again. Arshdeep Baines tried to drop it back to the point, but it trickles out to center, and Kalanuk's back to it in his own zone. Nearly nine minutes elapsed here in this training camp scrimmage as there's a stretch pass. Great feed by Brady Keeper. Nearly sprung John Stevens in behind the team blue defense, but Stevens just stepped offside. So they'll bring the faceoff all the way back into the Team White zone. Again, to my broadcast left, Team White going from left to right, Team Blue going from right to left in this training camp scrimmage for the Vancouver Canucks live from Whistler. Team Blue wins the offensive zone faceoff. It's Regish out again with Pearson and Miller. 
a spot that Besser has been skating on most of this week. And Pearson's got it left corner. Centering pass looking for Miller on the slot. He couldn't get the feed. And here's Mikheyev to center. Gives it to Pedersen up his right wing. Pedersen makes a nice move into the slot. Delaying knocked down by JT Miller, who stepped up and laid the body on his teammate Pedersen. It's a four-on-one for Team Blue the other way. Hughes in the slot to Pearson down low. Threw it to the net. And Seelovs makes a great save on a tough angle one-timer for Tanner Pearson right along the goal line. But that whole... Odd man rush for Team Blue was created by the hit on JT Miller. As Elias Pedersen tried to dipsy-doodle and wind into the slot, Miller stepped up, said this is uh, the end of training camp now. we got preseason games going tomorrow. PD, you got to have your head up. And he laid him out in the middle of the ice, a four-on-one for Team Blue, and Seelovs came up big to stop Pearson. Will Lockwood left corner in the Team White zone, pinned to the boards by Neil Zoma for Team White. Di Giuseppe trying to wriggle free. Cycles to Lockwood behind the net. Oman's right on top of him. Pokes it away from Lockwood. Got it onto the far boards. And Niels Hoaglander fights through a check to stretch it right wing to center for Linus Carlson with a step on Ekman. Larson, low shot. Kicked out off the pad of Thatcher Demko. Hoaglander again onto the puck. Far side of the offensive zone. Tried to dump it in. Gave it away to Hughes, though. And Team Blue brings it into the team white zone. Hughes. Wide onto the left wing. Hits the trailer. Kyle Burrows high slot. His wrist shot ripped past the glove side of the goaltender Archer Silas. Another big hit in the corner as Brady Keeper stepped up on Chase Waters. Quinn Hughes holds into the line. Right side for Kyle Burrows. Carrying into the corner for the blue team. Burrows drops to D. Giuseppe. Rims it around to the near wall for Klimovich. Danila Klimovich feeds top of the point for Christian Willanen. Willanen far half wall for Burrows. Delaying, try to center in pass. Neil Zoman blocked it for the white team. Klimovich gets it back. Left corner in the attacking zone for Team Blue. Klimovich digging away behind the net. Chase Waters there too. Floats it back to the point, but it split the two defensemen, Burroughs and Willannon, and they've got to retreat into their own end after the puck. As Team White gets a change, here's Team Blue trying to counterattack quickly. But Brady Keeper comes up with a puck in his own zone and fires it to the Team Blue line. Here's a foot race. Burroughs after Stevens. And we got an arm in the air from one of the officials. Working the scrimmage here this afternoon as Kyle Burrows is ruled to have interfered with John Stevens, who had a step on him trying to get to the loose puck. And so the question now, will we have a penalty shot? Will we have PP time? And it looks like it's going to be a penalty shot. So a chance in this scrimmage for... Oh, actually, they called the penalty against... Oh, they did call it against Kyle Burrows, so it is John Stevens. He'll take the penalty shot going from left to right. He'll be chased by everyone else on the ice as he tries to open the scoring for Team White. And here's Stevens straight in on Demko. John Stevens shoots Demko with a good right pad save as Kyle Burrows on the back check gathers the puck and plays it to the far wall. Just over 12 minutes into this training camp scrimmage in Whistler, no goals. Team White and Team Blue scoreless as Seelovs out of the net, turned it over to Michael Regish, who scores. Seelovs out to handle the puck. Tried to clear it up the far boards, but Michael Regish was right there to pick it off. Silovs didn't have a chance. And it's Michael Regish that gives the blue team a 1-0 lead to start this scrimmage. Regish has been skating on the right wing with JT Miller and Tanner Pearson. Makes me wonder if Brock Besser's participating in this scrimmage because I haven't seen him out there uh, over the last few shifts. We'll keep an eye on that to see if he does jump out there. And I'm sure... We'll talk to Bruce Boudreaux before training camp concludes here in Whistler to see if there's any issue there. As Miller cuts across the Team White blue line with a shot off the right wing. Silov's made the stop on that one. Team Blue leads 1-0 on the goal by Michael Regish. 
gifted to him by Arthur Silovs, who came out of the goal and turned the puck over. Andre Kuzmenko in his own zone. For Tyler Myers, right wing to center. Myers into the team blue end, driving wide on the right wing, protects the puck from Lockwood and goes behind the net. Myers, left corner to the far circle for Pedersen. Passes side of the goal for Ilya Mikheyev. Mikheyev back to the line for Myers. Now for Breezebois centering. Pass, Pedersen was going to the net. Good job on the back check by Will Lockwood to lift his stick, and Pedersen couldn't tip it on target. Now Pearson up the left wing for Sheldon Dries, trying to get around Noah Juleson. Did a good job poking the puck off his stick to the corner. Lockwood and Breezebois battling far corner. Puck comes loose to Dries, who can't hold it into the blue line, and Team Blue has to retreat into neutral ice as a result. Ekman Larson floats it rink wide, right wing into the team white zone. Quinn Hughes after it for the blue team, tied up by Neil Zoman. Hughes spins off a check, cutting back top of the right circle. Takes it all the way to the top of the point, then shoots through traffic, and Oman got his stick in the lane to deflect it over the glass and out of play. This is a 30-minute running time scrimmage, and we're nearly 15 minutes into it. If you're just joining us, the blue team leads the white team 1-0 on a goal by Michael Regish, who's had an opportunity thus far in the scrimmage to skate on a line with Tanner Pearson and JT Miller, as it seems anyway that Brock Besser may not be taking part. Niels Hoaglander lifts it out to center for the white team. Oliver ekman Larson back to it in his own zone. Pressure by Linus Carlson on the forecheck. ekman Larson got it to the far corner. And back to the point held in by Kalanuk to the right point for Brady Keeper. Keeper cycles it behind the net. Niels Oman after it left wing half wall. Oman for the white team. Dumps it behind the goal. Battle for it in the near corner. Sheldon drives after it for the blue team. Comes to Hoaglander at the point for the white team. A low shot through traffic. Got in on goal and Demko made it. Pretty good save with the left pad. Now Brady Keeper, right point. Fakes the shot, cuts around, drives down the right wing, centers in front. Linus Carlson turns and scores. Nice job by Carlson to wind and fire with a checker right on him. In traffic in front of the net, beats Demko between the wickets. And the white team has responded to bail out Archer Silovs after his turnover on the Rigish goal. It's Linus Carlson that ties this game up at one apiece. Carlson using his size well to create the space for himself in front of the net. And got the shot off quickly. Caught Demko a little bit by surprise. And as Linus Carlson tries to transition to the North American game, it's good to see that he has that ability to get to the front of the net, to use his size, and then to get that quick release on goal. Team Blue on the breakout in their own zone. Willannon goes rink wide to the right side for Danila Klimovic. He'll dump it into the... Team White end. Tyler Myers back to it for the White team. Passes to center. Arshdeep Baines couldn't take the pass. Chase Waters battling with him. As John Stevens joins the fight for the puck, far side boards at the Team Blue blue line to our right. Now Waters right wing across the Team White blue line with a high shot that deflected over the goal. Mark Gatcombe near boards. Clears to the point, not out. Klimovich holds in for Tristan Nielsen. High slot. Now to the left point for Chase Waters. Waters fanned on a pass tied up by Stevens, who knocks it out to center, and Jet Wu back to it on the back check. We'll have time to set up the breakout as Team White gets a change, and here's the Pedersen, Kuzmenko, Mikheyev line back over the boards for the white team, and Mikheyev's got it at center. Right wing for Kuzmenko at the attacking line, tied up by Pearson. Mikheyev after the puck down low, digging for it near boards. Pearson knocks it free. Here's a foot race. Pearson's going to beat Julson to the puck. Seelov's out of the net to handle. Rims it around the far boards for Breezebois. Had Pearson right on top of him on the forecheck. And Pearson battles it free for Regish. 
You see the tenacity of Tanner Pearson on the forecheck to create the turnover there as he continues to battle. And he forces Team White into icing the puck. A really good one-man forecheck from Pearson on that sequence, and Team Blue will be rewarded with an offensive zone faceoff. 12 minutes left in this scrimmage, a one-all tie. As Michael Regish scored for the blue team, Linus Carlson for the white team. And Sheldon Dryswizens an offensive zone faceoff for Team Blue, but the puck trickles out of the zone, and Quinn Hughes goes back to his own line for Oliver ekman Larson. For my money, Hughes looking more natural on the right side today as compared to yesterday's scrimmage, but here's McKayev, right wing for the white team, into the blue zone, gets around Hughes into the slot with a wrist shot right on target. Demko was there to make the stop as McKayev did well to create some space for himself down the right wing and cut from the near circle into the middle of the ice. But Demko made himself big, came out, cut down the angle, and made a good stop. As I was saying, though, Hughes looking much more comfortable on that right side today, albeit not necessarily natural for him yet, but certainly a situation where, as I was saying earlier, chatting with Jamie and Drance, he'll get more and more comfortable every day that he gets reps on that right side, and I'm sure he'll be able to figure it out. As Team White breaks out, Niels Oman goes rink wide to the right side for Brady Keeper. Keeper, watched by Chase Waters, comes ahead for Niels Hoaglander, poke check to the attacking line. It squirts loose to Chase Waters near corner, forced to the boards by Niels Oman on the forecheck for the white team. Oman comes up with a puck, tried to center it, but Waters broke it up again, and he'll play out of the zone for Quinn Hughes, up in the rush, left wing to Klimovich, into the white zone. Klimovich driving wide, knocked down by Myers, and he plays it high off the glass, out to center, this will be icing against the white team as Klimovich did a good job of using his speed to drive the Team White defense back. And Team Blue's done a good job of putting them under pressure as we're going to have goaltending changes at both ends of the ice now. So Spencer Martin relieves Arthur Seelovs to my left for Team White, and it's Ty Young coming in to spell off Thatcher Demko for the Blue team to my broadcast right. Again, the game is tied at one, so Demko and Silovs both give up a goal in about 20 minutes of action in this 30-minute scrimmage. we got about 10 minutes left, and it's a one-all tie here in beautiful Whistler, British Columbia. Sunny day today, a little bit of a breeze outside. As I can see through the windows, looking out to the parking lot on the far side of the rink. And Mark Gatcomb off the left wing in the Team Blue zone for the white team, tried a shot that went wide of the net. Now Gatcom on a wraparound chance. Ty Young down low, made a good save with the pad, and Danila Klimovich is out to center for Tristan Nielsen with a step onto Kaiser. Nielsen to the net, left wing, low shot, stopped by Martin. And the rebound is cleared to the corner as Tristan Nielsen again showcases his speed. Blowing around Danny DeKaiser on the left wing and right to the front of the net. And in terms of DeKaiser here on a PTO, a lot of the questions about whether he can translate maybe about his foot speed. But now here's Kuzmenko down the right wing with a chance on goal. Wanted to shoot, but fanned on the opportunity just as he cut to the net. And it was a routine stop for Ty Young. Relatively quiet scrimmage thus far for the kuzmenko pedersen Mikheyev line. Couple of good chances. And of course, the notable moment when JT Miller stepped up and laid a hit on Elias Pedersen in the middle of the defensive zone to create a four-on-one rush. As we get a whistle on a hand pass in the Team Blue end. 
to our broadcast right. Of course, Sportsnet 650 is your official home of the Vancouver Canucks, and preseason action starts tomorrow. We will have the Vancouver half of the split squad game with the Calgary Flames live on our airwaves tomorrow. Four o'clock puck drop from Rogers Arena. Make sure to join me and Randeep Janda for the call. On Sportsnet 650, we are your official home of the Canucks. Linus Carlson dumps it into the team blue zone. Niels Hoaglander for the white team digs it free right point for Brady Keeper. Over to the left side, Wyatt Kalanick sends it in behind the net. Ekman Larson battling for it on the end boards. Hoaglander in there too, pinned to the wall by Sheldon Drys, but Hoaglander gets it loose to Keeper right point. Shot through traffic. Carlson did a good job screening Ty Young in front, but he was able to fight through the big body of Linus Carlson and made a good glove hand save. As we're now into stop time, I believe, in the last 10 minutes of the scrimmage. 8.22 remaining on the clock. A one-all tie between Team Blue and Team White in the final scrimmage of Canucks training camp from Whistler. There's one more practice to be held after the conclusion of this game. And then... All of the Canucks players, staff, brain trust will make their way back to Vancouver. As I mentioned, it's a split squad evening tomorrow, so the Canucks will host the Calgary Flames at Rogers Arena. While another group of Canucks will go to Calgary and face, face the Flames rather at Scotiabank Saddledome. And our colleagues at Sportsnet 960, the fan in Calgary, will have the play-by-play of the game at the Saddledome. So you can follow a pair of Canuck games tomorrow night, and we'll have one of them live here on Sportsnet 650. Chase Waters behind the Team White goal, pinned to the end boards by Danny DeKaiser. One all tie, Team White and Team Blue. Puck is in the Team White zone to our left. Klimovich for the Blue team with a backhand centering pass. Chase Waters was after it in front, but couldn't tip it on goal as Pearson holds in right point. Now Myers goes up the near side. Mark Gatcomb gets it for the white team. He'll dump it rink wide into the far corner in the blue zone. Kyle Burrows back to it. Slaps it ahead quickly for JT Miller. Centers for Tanner Pearson with speed to the team white line. Pearson driving wide. Shot right on target. But Spencer Martin was square and made a good save. Martin with some very nice looking crisp brand new Bauer pads. White pads with diagonal blue and green lines on them. And a nice new mask to boot. Hasn't been too busy to this point in the scrimmage. Uh, may have to face some chances here as Team Blue wins the draw. Pearson threw it to the net off the left wing. Martin made the save through traffic. And GT Miller's after it in the near corner. Miller for the Blue team. Lost it to McKayev. He passes to center for Guillaume Brisebois. Tipped it into the Team Blue zone. And Kyle Burrows goes back to the puck. Burrows leaves for Willen in far corner. Got it ahead for GT Miller. Miller escapes the zone, turned it over to Kuzmenko, though here's a two-on-one chance. Kuzmenko down the left wing with Pedersen. Kuzmenko shoots and scores! Hard wrist shot from Andre Kuzmenko. Had lots of time to get that release off and beats Ty Young past the glove side to give the white team a 2-1 lead with six and a half minutes left in the scrimmage. As Andre Kuzmenko makes his mark here at Canucks training camp, and we've talked a lot about that shot release a really hard shot. A lot of his teammates, when asked about him in the media this week, have discussed the fact that he has a really hard shot, can get the puck on goal really quickly, and we saw it on display there. 
as Kuzmenko scores the goal that puts the white team up two to one with 6.24 left in this scrimmage at Canucks training camp. Make sure to stay tuned after the conclusion of the scrimmage. Jamie Dodd and Trump Thomas Drance will have lots more coverage here from Whistler. And an exciting season yet to come. Here's Phil DiGiuseppe, left wing to the team white blue line. For the blue team, DiGiuseppe goes top of the point. Now carries down the right wing side. Stops bottom of the far circle. Again to the point for Wu. Low shot through traffic. Kicked out by Martin. And Brady Keeper gets it near corner. Michael Regish with the lone goal for the blue team. Linus Carlson and Andre Kuzmenko have scored for the white team. And they lead Team Blue by a score of 2-1 to one with just under six minutes left. In the final scrimmage at Canucks training camp here in Whistler. Will Lockwood with a stretch pass. Phil DiGiuseppe received it at the attacking line and stayed onside. DiGiuseppe behind the team white goal. Out the near boards. Cycles to the corner. Ekman Larson with it. Oliver Ekman Larson. High slot to Klimovich. Right wing through to the goal. Tight angle held out by Martin with the left pad. And Chase Waters recovers behind the net. Waters for the blue team as they continue to work the cycle in the team white zone. Arshdeep Baines far corner for team white. Banks it ahead. And then it's cleared to center as Team Blue tries to regroup. Hughes and Ekman Larson have been caught up on opposite sides of the ice, but now here's Hughes driving through the middle into the Team White zone. Defers to Miller, left wing, hard shot, right on target. Spencer Martin there square to make the save. And a player that we maybe haven't spoken about a lot this week, but is going to be in focus for the Canucks this year, is Spencer Martin. Coming in likely as the full-time NHL backup. And with the struggles the Canucks have had getting wins from their backup goaltenders over the past couple of years, whether it was Yaroslav Halak or Braden Holtby, how Martin can perform this year could be a key difference in how successful this team is ultimately able to be over a full 82-game schedule. And I imagine we'll see Martin in the crease early. As the Canucks start with a five-game road trip that does include a back-to-back. -back. As Kuzmenko carries right wing to center for the white team. Goes to the left wing for Tyler Myers into the team blue zone. Down to my right, Kuzmenko behind the team blue net. Tried to center from below the goal line. Got it to McKayev. Into the slot for Pedersen. Back to McKayev. Then to the back door for Kuzmenko. He wasn't ready for the pass and couldn't tip it on goal. And this line of Kuzmenko, Pedersen, and McKayev has become more noticeable basically since I said they had been quiet here at the scrimmage, so you're welcome. Commentator's curse strikes again, or the reverse curse, I guess we'd call it in this case. Kyle Burrows in his own zone. Got it across to Christian Milanen, right wing for Will Lockwood into the team wide end. Lockwood fighting with Wyatt Kalanuck on the far boards. 3.50 left in the scrimmage. Team White leads Team Blue 2-1. to one. Andre Kuzmenko with the go-ahead goal for the white team. Now Noah Juleson behind his own net. Turned it over to Willannon, left side for the blue team. Christian Willannon trying to center. Lost the puck. Linus Carlson gets it for the white team. Left wing to center for Niels Hoaglander. Hoaglander into the team blue zone. Forced wide by Kyle Burrows trying to separate him from the puck. Willannon after it too. Then Linus Carlson gets it left circle and fired a hard shot from a tight angle. Right on Ty Young who made a good save and held on with his glove hand. Ty Young expected to go back to Prince George in the Western Hockey League this year. Split last season. 
between the Alberta Junior Hockey League and the Calgary Canucks and the Prince George Cougars. And we'll have a good opportunity to play a number of Western Hockey League games and continue his development up north in PG this year. John Stevens dumps it into the Team Blue zone. Ty Young out of his net to handle. Delayed offside against the white team. Gives Team Blue lots of time to break out. Now Tristan Nielsen, right wing to center, into the Team White zone. Plays it to the slot. Chase Waters couldn't catch up to it. Then Will Lannon followed up with a shot from the point that was blocked. And Mark Gatcombe banks it up the far side out of the reach of Archdeep Baines. Quinn Hughes will take it behind his own net for the blue team. Banks a pass up the near side for Danila Klimovic. Klimovic to center for the blue team. Right wing into the team wide zone. High shot goes over the crossbar past Spencer Martin. And there's a board battle near side. Dug loose by Noah Juleson to center for Guillaume Brisebois. Left wing Archdeep Baines across the team blue line. Down low for Brisebois. Tried a backhand centering feed. Didn't have any teammates with him up in the rush as it floated through the crease of Ty Young. And out the near side, and now Ekman Larson will set out the break, or set up the breakout, rather. Training camp for me, too. Ekman Larson sets up the breakout from inside his own zone. And Team Blue's going to pull the goaltender here, trailing 2-1 to one with a couple of minutes left in the scrimmage, and here's Pearson up the right wing with a hard shot right on target. Spencer Martin made the save and held on, so Ty Young is on the bench for Team Blue. They trail Team White. 2-1 with 2-11 remaining in the last scrimmage here at Vancouver Canucks training camp. It's Miller, Pearson, Regish, DiGiuseppe, Ekman, Larson, and Hughes, the six attackers for Team Blue. Pedersen, Mikheyev, Kuzmenko, Kalanick, and Keeper on the ice for Team White, and White's able to clear to center. Hughes at his own line for JT Miller, ahead for Regish, stripped to the puck by Kuzmenko. Regish battles it free again, though, for DiGiuseppe. He lifts it high off the glass into the team white end. Spencer Martin out of his goal. Goes near corner for Brady Keeper. Up the boards for Elias Pedersen. Pedersen can't clear. Regish gets it. Left point for Miller. Team Blue set up. Six on five in the team white zone. Quinn Hughes, right circle. Skates downhill towards the net. Wide on the boards. Back to the point for Pearson. Now to the left side for Miller. Miller and Pearson will switch spots. Miller drops to Pearson. Left wing back to Miller. One-timer. It hit Ekman Larson in the back of the leg. Felled him in the slot like a mighty oak tree, but he's up and back to his feet quickly, which is good to see as he took the hard drive from G.T. Miller off the back of his leg and a little bit of a grin as he skates rather gingerly to the Team Blue bench. And as Blue will get a partial change, and actually they're going to take a timeout. So high stakes here at this training camp scrimmage with 1.34 left in it. Team Blue will take a timeout as they try to set up a play that will allow them to tie the game, trailing Team White 2-1. to one. It was Michael Regish who opened the scoring for the Blue team on a miscue by Arthur Seelofs out of his crease. Turned the puck over right onto the tape of Regish who fired it into the yawning cage. And the Blue team was up one nothing at that point. White team responded relatively quickly. Linus Carlson with a nice goal as he spun and fired it between the legs of Thatcher Demko from in front of the Team Blue net. Carlson equalizing, made it a one-all game, and then the go-ahead goal that could stand up as the game winner came off the stick of Andre Kuzmenko off a turnover at the Team Blue line. Kuzmenko skating in on a two-on-one. From the left circle, wired a wrist shot past the glove of Ty Young. 134 left in the scrimmage. 
Team Blue at six on five, trailing Team White two to one. Spencer Martin got the puck off the draw and tried to shoot for the empty net, but it was blocked, and Team Blue keeps it in the zone. Miller, top of the right circle, gets the puck from Pearson. Miller tried to shoot through traffic. Myers blocked it. Pearson gets it in the corner. Around to the near side for Ekman Larson. 115 left in the scrimmage. Miller, right wing to the top of the point for Quinn Hughes, settles the puck. And skates towards the left point. Drops it to Ekman Larson near circle. Ekman Larson. Back to the line for Hughes. Again for Ekman Larson. Back to Hughes. Right circle Miller. Centered in front. Puck is loose. Pinballing off skates in the slot. And Hoaglander clears it down the ice. There's a foot race back into the team blue end. Hughes got to it before Linus Carlson. And he'll turn back up ice. Hughes banks it to the team white blue line. 45 seconds left now. Linus Carlson shoots and scores for the empty net from his own side of center. And that'll be 3-1 now for team white as Linus Carlson scores his second of the scrimmage. This one into an empty net. And with 41 seconds left to go, team white will be the victors to conclude the final scrimmage of Canucks training camp. There was a lot of good pressure from the blue team in the attacking zone. Miller had a good look. Ekman Larson ended up blocking the shot of his own teammate in front. And now here's Chase Waters up ice. Team Blue trying to create something late in the scrimmage. As Burroughs has it from the point, his long shot was blocked in front. They still have the goaltender on the bench to the blue team, and now John Stevens shoots and misses wide of the empty net from center ice with just over a dozen seconds left in the scrimmage. Tristan Nielsen at center, forced back towards his own line. Another shot for the empty net, this time by Wyatt Kalanuck. It goes wide into the corner, and that is going to do it. The final scrimmage of Canucks training camp comes to a close as Team White skates to a 3-1 victory. Andre Kuzmenko scores the game-winning goal. Linus Carlson had a pair for the white team. Michael Regish scored the lone goal for the blue team. Make sure to stay tuned here on Sportsnet 650. Lots of coverage still to come, including the Canucks preseason opener against the Calgary Flames tomorrow afternoon, a 4 o'clock puck drop. We'll be back with Jamie Dodd, Thomas Drance, and more of Canucks Hour right here on your home of the Canucks, Sportsnet 650.